Hi everyone, it's Sarah here. Before we get started on this episode, I did just want to jump in and warn you that we had some recording issues. Um, Our recording time was a little uh, dicey in terms of how we pieced the episode together. Um, And also our audio levels were weirdly way off. Uh, So I apologize in advance if this episode sounds kind of funky, maybe a little choppy and the audio levels are weird. Um, Sorry, won't happen again. Hopefully you enjoyed the episode anyway, and you're looking forward to our big 100th episode next week. Thanks! episode 99 we are almost there oh it's crazy 99 episodes can't believe 99 episodes but a fight between sarah and i is not one of those problems (laughs) i know i can't believe we made it 99 i I think i'm i was already thinking that earlier today i was like i think i'm gonna make the title some sort of pun on like 99 problems because i'm a basic bitch um but anyway yeah 99 episodes can't believe it um next week will be our big hundredth episode look forward to some formatting changes for that one we're gonna have some special surprises um maybe use some new segments mix things up a little so that should be fun um but for this week we it's been a while since we've had a guest actually so we have a special guest with us um friend of the pod yasha is back she's been with us before and she has a wild personal story to share with us this week. So super excited. Um, Yasha, why don't you uh, jump on and uh, introduce yourself again to those who don't remember? Yeah, so I'm Yasha. I live in Austin. <laughs> um, originally, Joe's girlfriend, Kelsey, was my friend. And then by osmosis, I became Joe's friend and Sarah's friend. So uh, I have... Um, a pretty lengthy but entertaining and I'm super <laughs> excited to be here. Love yeah, it. I uh Yasha had been on before, but as this was unfolding, like once it ended, I was like, Yasha, please come on and share this. This is like we're past the like cuz like we like petty things, but this isn't really petty. This is like this woman has committed crimes against humanity <laughs> and needs to be oh, punished. No. <laughs> scenario. Oh no. <laughs> More doing crimes. <laughs> oh God. Um, but yeah, we're very anyone. excited. We'll give her credit that she hasn't like tried to consume human meat. So you know that's nice. Okay, not yet, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> give her time. <laughs> yep, the just wait a little bit. <laughs> oh man, awesome. Well, we are glad you're here. Very exciting. Um, and yeah, when when Joe told me that Yasha had a story, I'm like, oh yes, say less. Come on the pod. <laughs> like, <laughs> So, um, but first we're going to start out with our normal story. So that'll be in the second half of the pod. So you want to start us off? Yeah, let me pull it up again. Because I was sending you, um, before I began, I was just going to say like through my week, I was telling uh, Sarah before we started that Kelsey and I did a puppet show on Saturday. And I just sent Sarah the link for the upcoming tickets to their shows. Um, incredibly excited looking at the link right now <laughs> we'll we'll link it on insta but it's the mesner puppet theater 
And so uh, we decided to go because we went on vacation, thought we were getting a puppet show, did not get one, sadly. So I was looking up stuff in Kansas City because I was like, ah, there's got to be like something going on. And so it turns out there's this like somewhat like world renowned puppet theater here. They do like puppets for like Broadway productions or like off Broadway stuff. And like their puppets look really, really good. And so we went and we were just kind of like, whatever, it's a free show at a library. So it should be good. It like blew us away. We were like, <laughs> we were laughing. We were almost crying. Like we were Screaming, really crying, into growing it. up. <laughs> oh, it was so amazing. Like they had songs. We were singing the songs afterwards. It was just like, man, that's like one of the best days we've had is going to this puppet show. It I was so this. wonderful. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I'm reading about them online and yeah, they are like award winning. They have yeah. won. They've apparently won what is considered the Academy Award of Puppetry three times. I mean, these people are like world class. Like, wow. No, they're okay. really good. Well, yeah, it's need really to plan magical. A trip to Kansas City to see them. It might be urgent for me to do that. Um, so I will be researching that later. <laughs> yeah, message the pod. Uh, we might put it on there. But yeah, it's the second <laughs> if weekend. If anyone else out there <laughs> would like to join us at the puppet show in Kansas City, all are welcome. <laughs> it's the second weekend of December. It's Cirque de Wiener Dog. So you can tell, like, this is going to be a magical experience. <laughs> I am like, I'm like crying, like looking at the pictures, just like of the little wiener dog puppet already. Like, it's so cute. Oh my God. No, wow. and the guy who does the voices, like, kind of sounds like the guy who does like SpongeBob. Like, he has like that same type of voice, too. So it's kind of like a really nice, too, because you're like, it's like pulling out your like childhood heartstrings. Oh, God, I'm ready. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm so ready. I need this. <laughs> I just really need this, man. <laughs> Awesome. Well, that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing um, this crucial info with us. Um, it really is crucial. I'm sorry. I just had to get it out there because it. no, it's very important to me. <laughs> I agree. All right. Um, what is your first story? So yeah, on to less wholesome things. Uh, this yeah, lady wants sorry. to know. It's all downhill from here, everyone. <laughs> that was our wholesome content for the day. And now we're going into the, the dark abyss. <laughs> She wants to know if she is the asshole for making my husband fly coach while I flew first class. <laughs> okay, I'm already voting that that's a huge power move and she's not an asshole, but let's see. Let's find out. <laughs> uh, the internet has not decided on this one, so it's okay. up in the air. All right, all right. Well, I support her automatically because, yeah, that sounds great, but let's see what they have to say. So her husband's 33. A uh, company recently chose him to attend a conference in Miami. They chose just him and a few of his coworkers out of a ton of candidates, so it was quite the honor. Uh, the company told them that they were allowed to bring their spouse partners, but that they wouldn't be springing for a plane ticket for us. So if they wanted to bring us, they'd have to buy tickets out of their own pocket. My husband asked me, 32 female, if I wanted to go, and I empathetically told him that I'd never been to Florida in my life, and I thought it'd be a fun trip. <clears throat> he told me, great, but when we went with the website to buy tickets, he asked if it's okay for fly coach, even though he'd be flying first class on the way there. Uh, coach on the way home. I asked him why uh, we couldn't just fly together, and he replied, first class is just so expensive. I feel bad, but we can't afford it, especially if we want to go out and have fun in Miami. The flight is only a few hours. This really, really bothered me. I understood that a first class ticket for me would strain our budget a bit, but that, uh, that what kind of man lives up in first class while his wife sits in coach? I asked him just that, and he responded, come on, I'm taking you along with my work trip. I earned my first-class seat by working hard. It's my reward. But I insisted that if we truly couldn't afford a first-class seat for me, 
uh, we could have, it just would have hurt a little if we could have, that he's a gentleman and should give up his seat for me. We argued, but he ultimately agreed to give me up his seat. We had a good time in Miami, but he's been a little mad at me since, saying that he earned his first class seat, that it was a free and cost us nothing, unlike my plane ticket, and that I should have just let him enjoy what he'd earned instead of guilting him out of it. I think he's being a baby, and that should have put his wife's comfort above his own, especially since he made the choice to be cheap. We're very close to his parents, so we've taken this argument to them for mediation, but they are split. His father agrees with me that he wasn't being a gentleman, while his mother thinks that he should have earned his first class ticket and that I should have let him have it. So what do you guys think? Am I the asshole? I don't that's a know. split. That's a split 50-50, actually, I think. Like, you can it's, argue both sides yeah, pretty well. No, this is complicated. I don't... I don't really, I, I feel like they're kind of both the asshole. Like, yeah, <laughs> I feel like this is one of those ones where it's more like there are no winners. Like, <laughs> actually, I have a pretty good solution for this. Why didn't one of them just do first class the way up and then someone did a first class the way back? Then it would have been like an even split. Yeah, that that actually seems like a very good solution to me. Because then you're not like breaking your budget because I get it like breaking your budget like sucks to do all that so like i i understand like kelsey and i just flew and like kelsey did the upgrade for first class so like yeah like i get it like it does cost extra money especially when it's like two people but like in this instance you could have done a fair compromise yeah i think there were definitely like solutions here that they did not explore um yeah i don't know i think they're both kind of being stubborn assholes honestly yeah Especially, like, I like the parents being the mediators, because, like, they're not really a good, parents. unbiased mediators, <laughs> right. too. Like, What's that supposed to do? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, well, yeah, yeah, I, I feel like there are no winners here, and they could have handled it better. Yeah. Damn. Alrighty. Um, my first one is a, a petty and hilarious one, but I love it. Um, it's an Am I the Asshole? Am I the asshole for not wanting bagel directions? So let's see what's going on here. Did you say bagel? Like bagel, the... as in the oh. baked good that you would get and eat for breakfast. Um, okay, I'm yes. curious. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, so let's see where we're going with this one. All right. My partner doesn't understand why sometimes I just want half a bagel. And when I do, I just want one side. I don't want to split the entire bagel in half. I normally go back for the other half the next day or so. There's always more bagels accessible when I do this, so it's not like I messed up the last bagel. Often, my partner gives me detailed breakdowns around why I'm eating half a bagel in this way is, and how that's incorrect. He all but pulls out a whiteboard to detail other preferred methods <laughs> of how I should manage a bagel when I just want half. I can't handle it anymore. I understand bagels. I'm 46. <laughs> I've presented internationally on clinical material in various conferences. I've managed several intense mental health organizations. I understand why I'm eating this bagel in this manner, and I have thought through the various other possibilities. I don't need a PowerPoint breakdown. But now he is sulking and telling me I am an, the asshole because I really just don't want to hear it anymore. The other possibilities of bagel eating. He stomped downstairs because I simply stated I've heard his viewpoint and he doesn't get to have this. I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing, and I resent the implication that there's a better way I simply need to be taught and will magically adopt. I get I'm frustrated. As a smallish and younger looking than my age person, I have lots of men telling me there are better ways of doing things, 
that they like, but I'm not doing it, and I'm pretty much drawing the line at how I eat half a bagel. <laughs> so, do we think she's the asshole? <laughs> Yasha, you got a whiteboard? Let's, like, draw this up. <laughs> Let's draw some diagrams, yeah. Um, And just to clarify, because this was, like, a big thing in the comments everyone's like what do you mean like no one could figure out how she was describing like what she meant by how she sliced the bagel so <clears> basically <throat> like there's a bagel it's like unsliced she wants yeah. to like split it where there's like two semicircle sides and she wants to take one of those semicircle sides top and bottom like that half of the bagel okay. instead of like taking the bagel standard like sandwich slicing through it and taking right. either the top round or the bottom round she wants a semicircle complete half of a bagel just to clarify for anyone who was trying to figure out what was going on there um, i mean okay yeah it's weird <laughs> but like also in the grand scheme of things why would you get into a fight about this like why is it well it's okay so then we that brings us to some of the other comments and everyone else once we got the the logistics of the bagel slicing sorted out it's very important visualize. i know everyone needed to visualize it properly to understand the concern um everyone else is saying um you're not the asshole and this your husband sounds like the worst and this can't be the only thing that um is manifesting in this way like if he's being so bitchy about this one little thing like what else is he doing like so they're basically like your husband's an asshole <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which i tend to agree with because like i highly doubt this is the only thing that he's um being weird and petty and bitchy about for like no reason so it sounds like it's just kind of who he is probably um but yeah i mean that is weird but like like she said she's like 46 year old woman like these are her bagels she's never taking the last one like if she wants half a bagel i see no reason why she shouldn't just get to slice her half a bagel however the hell she wants it <laughs> like as long as i'm getting a bagel and i get to eat it however i want to eat it i don't give a shit yeah exactly and, and like she clarified like she's not taking the last bagel and like splitting it in half so that the other person only gets like half a bagel that's like not sliced to their preference or whatever like there's always another one so just like mm -hmm. eat your damn bagel however you want like <laughs> yeah i typically don't care about food the only one that i have that like bothers the fuck out of me is my dad <clears throat> will like take food and cut it to a million pieces which like fine you're entitled to cut thing however you want however the way in which he got things, like, he screeches the plate. Uh, and, like, that's that's the part. Like, I don't care. You can cut up things as much as you want. But if, like, my ears are bleeding because of the way you're cutting your plate, like, stop it, please. <laughs> that's more like people who are, like, loud chewers and stuff. Where it's, yeah. Like, it's a different issue. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not not thrilled with that. The, my My other just, like, issue that I have with people cutting things up a bunch of times... Okay, this is very specific to people who've worked in offices, but I mean, everyone here has. Um, when there's, like, someone brings in, like, baked goods of some kind, and everyone, like, wants to be that person who doesn't take, like, a whole cupcake or, like, a whole donut or, like, whatever the hell it is, and they, like, insist on, like, cutting it. They're like, oh, I'll only take half, and they'll like cut it in half and take half, and then someone, then there's like a weird half of a donut or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, okay, like I guess 
someone else has to take half the donut. But then people are always like, oh, no, I don't want to take the whole thing. And then they'll cut it again. And then it just gets like a progressively smaller portion of like whatever was originally cut. And like, it's just like this weird thing of like, oh, I don't want to take the whole thing. And I think women do this a lot more, too, because it's the whole like, oh, I don't want to be seen grabbing like a whole donut or whatever like I have to just take a dainty little portion but it just get, then it becomes like a competition of who can slice off like the smallest little portion and it's so I don't know I've just seen this happen too many times and I'm just like this is a thing and it's absolutely ridiculous and I will never understand so anyway. Sarah do you remember our fight from high school about my eating habits God, no what did you do I uh, would eat Cheetos, but then not like brush my hand off. So I okay. would have like. Yes. <laughs> I'm still mad about that, honestly. <laughs> because that's gross. Because then you've got like Cheeto fingers. It's like my number one thing. Like as anyone who knows, anyone who knows me, like knows that I love Cheetos, but I always eat them with like a utensil of some kind because I really hate like Cheeto dusty fingers. It's yeah, it's like one of my things. Yeah. yeah, we had, like, a legit fight about this in high school. No, yeah, no. because then you'd have, like, Cheeto dusty fingers, and you'd, like, touch me, and I'd be like, oh, like, <laughs> Kelsey, I hope he doesn't <laughs> do this, like, <laughs> just coated in Cheeto dust, like, oh, No, God. I learned my lesson. I okay. became more cute, but, yeah, like, okay, no, I just think you. it's funny. I'm glad I had that impact on you. <laughs> I'm glad you, I, I hope every time you're eating Cheetos, you think of me just being like, oh, my God, wash your hands, like, <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I got my next one. I'm not going to read the title because I don't want to give away the end, but I'll just say it's more flight drama between couples. So, yeah. Ooh, <clears throat> flight theme today. Okay. We do. So, my husband and I have been together for three years. He has three kids from his previous relationship, and I have one. She's the oldest at 17. He's a dedicated man, puts God first, and loves everyone. You know, I we're headed don't to like it. like him. Yep. <laughs> red flags all around. <laughs> no, thank you. Shit. <laughs> oh, no. No, no, no. My husband always complains that my daughter doesn't spend time with her step-siblings or him, but she has reasons for that, and that is school, health issues, and work. She does her best to spend as much time with them as she can, but she's on the other hand, complains that her stepdad tells her to basically take on a role of babysitter whenever she's with her step-siblings. My husband denied that and said that my daughter was making up excuses to not have to spend time with his kids. For this issue, I figured that a family trip is what the family need to get together and spend more time around each other. My husband liked the idea, but said that his kids are now uncomfortable around my daughter because of her attitude and suggested we let her stay home and have the house to herself since that what's that's what she always wanted. I told him it's best that we all go. He kept complaining until I snapped and told him to stop. I booked paid for the whole family. However, my daughter told me that she couldn't find her passport. We turned the house upside down looking for it, but couldn't find it. My husband said maybe it was a sign from God that we should let her stay home so the trip wouldn't turn into a disaster. I ignored his comment, but later, while I was cleaning his office, I found the passport tucked away in the third drawer under a ton of papers. I was floored by this. I confronted him with it, and he swore he had no idea why or how the passport got there. I checked the upstairs camera and saw him enter my da daughter's room, and that was it for me. I screamed my head off and then canceled the whole trip completely. 
He started arguing, saying that I overreacted and that he didn't want kids to be miserable on the trip and that willing to apologize to my daughter if and when I reconsider my decision regarding the cancellation of the trip because of my stepkids will be devastated. But I said it was final and that was that. He's become cold and distant and said that he wants to take some time to do some fasting and get guidance from God about how he should deal with the disrespect and control I have displayed lately. So am I the asshole for canceling it all together? Every day religious cishet men give me pause and also another reason to be attracted to women because it just this ain't it. Like, ew. I everything you said about him, I'm just like gross. Like in my mind, I was just like, ew. <laughs> the worst. Yeah, I didn't like that she kept saying, like, he's really close with God, and he's a man from God. And I was like, oh, he's about to do some fucked up things, because only yeah, when yeah. you start things like that is when you're like, oh, he, uh, yeah. So, I don't know, that's so douchey, too, to just be, like, complain all the time that, like, you want her kid to be your babysitter, and then, like, not have wanting her to, like, be on the trip. Like, I don't get it. It's like, he just, like, sees her as a servant. He actually doesn't see her as, like, his kid. Yeah. Yeah, huge red flags all around. Um, not not thrilled. <laughs> all right. Um, my next one is is wild. Honestly, I don't know what to think. Um, okay, so this one was in relationship advice on Reddit. My so I am a 26 year old male, um, and my girlfriend, 23 year old female, refuses to cover up even though we have a roommate, 24 year old male. I've been with my girlfriend for almost two years. Six months ago, we moved in together, and a month ago, we rented out our basement. Ever since we started living together, my girlfriend would walk around topless, which obviously I didn't mind. But after our roommate moved in, I thought she would at least start wearing a t-shirt around the house, but she didn't. I even asked her to cover up because I don't want her flashing her boobs to another guy, but she said she's comfortable like that and refuses to cover up. Honestly, it bothers me, but she just ignores it. I feel helpless. How do I get her to cover up? So what do we think about this one? <laughs> I think we need a little bit more information to a degree. Like if the roommate's like taking pictures or like really like lusting after her or like there's some indication of a weird thing between the two, then that's an issue. But if it's just like everyone's chill with each other being naked, then like I don't see what his problem is. Yeah. So a lot of people in the comments basically said like, find out how the roommate feels about this because yeah. like it, if like the issue would be like, if he's not really like consenting to the situation or like it's making the roommate uncomfortable, then that would be like an issue. But I guess like if the roommate's comfortable with it and is like, yeah, whatever, you know, then like, I get, I, I guess it's fine. And he's just going to have to like learn to be comfortable with it. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Cause I'm kind of torn because like on some level, I kind of like agree with him of like, yeah, that, that's kind of weird. Like, I don't know. Like, if Andrew was walking around with his dick out in front of my friends, I'd kind of be like, mm, put that away, you know? But, like, I don't know if this is really the same. I, I don't know how to feel about it. <laughs> I'm torn. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's like a 50-50. Like I said, it's like we need a little more info. But typically, like, I, I think it's like you said, like, I don't really care what the boyfriend thinks. Like, let's talk about the roommate. And yeah. If he's cool with it, then, like, be chill. Or, like... Heck, he might even be, like, gay, so, like, who who knows? Yeah, he might be completely uninterested. 
So yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting <clears throat> one. Now it is interesting. I know I like like crazy roommate stories and stuff. Oh yeah. You got. All right, so my next one is like a weird subset of stories that I really care about, and it's like pettiness over paying for meals. Truly, I love all of these. These are like I... maybe my favorite. Yes, I love how petty people get when it comes to like fucking paying for food. I love it. <laughs> I don't get why people don't do Dutch more or like whenever I was in Chicago with people like. And I think Molly did this in Vegas, too, where, like, I paid and then, like, we figured out, like, you owe me this, you owe me that. And so, like, and then we just, like, reimbursed that way. So, like, I don't feel like this is hard at all to do. And I feel like we we have, like, so many modern solutions to this, too. Yeah. Like, every, everyone has fucking Venmo now. Like, people can go mm-hmm. on split-wise. Like, there's, like, so many easy ways to be, like, yeah, I'll pick up the tab and people just pay me after or whatever. Like, it's not, like, this huge thing where you have to ask them to split the check like eight ways or anything anymore like we we have technology people <laughs> yeah. so here we go um i'm not gonna read the title because it gives us away but it's am i the asshole so i female 29 have been dating my boyfriend male 35 ricky for five months he's divorced but he hates this word and says he's triggered by the word divorce and said he uh, since the first one makes it sound like He was dumped when it was him who initiated it. Anyways, he goes on long rants about his exes and says stuff like, I hope you don't like to have this awful habit my ex has, or I hope you like X, Y, and Z because my ex didn't. And the list goes on. I found a second job recently, and he's been having having me pay every time we go out. When I protest, he said that he's going through a rough patch and is seeing how much help I can offer. Last night, I, he invited his family to join us for dinner. We got to the restaurant first, and he asked me if I brought enough money. And I said, why? And he told me that he told his parents that I'd pay for their meals. I said, why would I? And he went on about his parents going through a rough patch just like him. I said, I'm sorry, this can be a coincidence. He asked me what I meant, and I told him that I would not be paying. He insisted, that I, and I refused and said no. He then le- leaned back and said, well, you're here, so not much of a choice you have anyway, while laughing like it was funny. I silently got up and took my phone and purse and walked right out. He was shocked and, and started shouting after me to stop and wait, but I didn't. I went home and he called me in rage saying that I did a horrible thing walking out on him and his parents while well, I could have just paid. I told them that their unfortunate financial situation isn't my problem and that I wasn't obligated to pay for their food. If they couldn't pay for their meals, then they should not go out. He he got offended and said that, I quote, you're making money a priority just like my ex did. Then went on about how disrespectful my attitude was and how I made him look small in front of his parents and forced him to lie about why I wasn't there when they came. We've been going forth about this until now. He's mad and is refusing to speak to me till I apologize. Am I the asshole? I feel bad because his parents are lovely and I've been doing my best to keep a good relationship with them. So what do you think? Is she the asshole? I just don't understand why she has to be the one to pay for his parents. I don't like, at all. I, I I don't get it. Like This is so weird. No, and it sounds like he's the worst, and probably his exes broke up with him for, like, the same reasons that she's finding out. And he's like, oh, like, I hope you're not, like, weird about money and stuff, too. And she's like, no, I'm, like, normal about money. <laughs> like, you're the one who's being weird. Like, oh. <laughs> 
that and like that's the whole philosophy like she hit it best like if they are financial have have financial issues and can't go out to eat then don't go out to eat yeah like, like don't that's... go out to eat yeah Ugh. that's what gets me is like also you hear this all the time like people like don't like people will go out to eat and then like not tip because they claim they like can't afford it yep. or whatever and it's like okay if you can't afford to tip then you can't afford to go out to eat is the end like that's not like an optional part of it like that's that's not how you do it so ugh, stuff like that annoys me so much oh my god <sighs> what a time what a time <laughs> what a time we live in indeed <laughs> All right, so this next one's a wild one. Um, we've had some crazy uh, pregnancy ones in the past. This one's another one, so here we go. Um, am I the asshole? Pregnant sister-in-law says we should have asked her permission before we got pregnant, too. Hi, everyone. Oh, I love this. I love shit like this. I yes! love shit. I love petty family. Yes. Shit. I know. These are always so good. Ah, uh, gosh. All right. Please continue. <laughs> Hi, everyone. <laughs> My sister-in-law, Beyonce's brother's girlfriend okay is about 15 weeks pregnant as of right now i am currently nine weeks pregnant this is my second child but will be my fiance's first obviously they found out first and were very excited and we were very excited for them but also a little discouraged as my fiance and i had been trying for almost a year with no luck but we never told them about our discouragement because it wasn't their fault that we weren't pregnant yet then about a month ago, we found out we were pregnant. We were ecstatic. And the first person my fiance wanted to tell was his brother, who's his best friend. He was excited for us, but asked if he could be the one to tell sister-in-law. And we said, of course. Come to find out, she took it horribly. She cried and told the fiance's brother that we should have asked permission to get pregnant and while they were pregnant. Or at the very least, waited until they were well into the second trimester of their pregnancy because, quote, what if her baby died but ours didn't? <laughs> and that she yeah and then she feels like she never gets anything to herself since she joined this family we were not trying to steal the excitement from them in any way we were actually very surprised we got pregnant when we did because we had been going through a rough spot and hadn't really been trying as much as in the past so while a planned while it was planned we were still a little shocked to ourselves but ever since sister-in-law found out she hasn't spoken to me or my fiance um, the only reason we know what she's actually said is because she's asked fiance's brother to tell my fiance and won't actually talk to us herself. She always gives weird looks and just straight up cold shoulders us. It's awkward, especially since my fiance's family is super close and always having family dinners. We really thought this would have blown over by now, but there seems to be no end in sight and it's starting to make me wonder if we did do something wrong. <laughs> so what do we think? <laughs> I'm going to say a confident, um, not the asshole, um, because you can't control when other people get pregnant. That's just not a thing. <laughs> yeah, no, like every single time we have these, it's always that way. But like still, like it's like a, such a narcissist thing to like be mad that other people are having kids. Like, I don't yes. know, like you're never going to control that. Like people are always going to be like having babies like. If you think you're going to be the only one you know having a kid, like, you're going to be wrong because, like, something's going to pop up. Especially, like, if you guys are, like, roughly the same age and, like, especially, like, they've already had a kid before, too. So, like, this really shouldn't be a shock. I know. And, like, I just, 
I just love that like people have like a life event and they think that they're the only one that's like allowed to have a life event. Like I feel like this also happens like with weddings, with like all kinds of stuff. Like people yeah. are always like, well, no, we're getting married next year, so like none of our friends can get married around that time. And it's like, nah, that's not really like how it works. Like <laughs> I will say, like the engagement thing, I think is one of the few areas where like you can it can be personal. I mean, like, but but at the same time, like the engagement thing is like you know when someone's doing it to be petty versus when yes it's like it yep. worked out that way you know like if you get engaged and then some like your your best friend or son gets engaged like a week later or something it's like okay come on yeah like something happened here but like most of the time it's like okay like especially like with pregnancy it is like unpredictable like yeah like they, like they said like they've been trying for like a year and they just happen to finally get lucky that like they're pregnant and they're really excited about it but like that's not like their fault. Like you can't control that. Like, especially when they've been trying for like a year and like, I mean, I understand why they haven't told people about their struggles and stuff. So like people didn't know that they had been trying for a year because usually people like don't talk about no. that with just like everyone they know, but like still it's not like their fault. Like, Yeah. I just don't understand. And then a lot of people were commenting. Everyone said like, they're not, not the asshole. And then a lot of people were commenting like, she should like like why wouldn't this be like a good thing because you then then you have these like cousins or whatever who are like close in age and can like grow up together and like it'll be really cute and they can be friends and stuff so, yeah like, people were like if anything that she should be happy like this is like a good thing but yeah i guess i don't know some people just want yeah the spotlight. i think <laughs> in general if you are having a child for your own personal status you probably shouldn't be having a kid that's oh, just exactly. like my general Exactly. Consensus. Yeah, you're not doing this for the right reasons. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, that's all of our stories. Uh, we'll take a quick break. And when we come back, Yasha will be sharing some excitement <laughs> with us. <laughs> we can't wait. <laughs> all right. Be right back. Are you tired of people advertising for their own podcast network? Well, don't worry, because our podcast network is actually amazing. Join our podcast network at Not So Casual, and you're guaranteed to at least not lose money by doing it. Look at our amazing lineup of shows like, well, the one you're listening to, and five others that you will never bother to look up. Use offer code NOTSOCASUAL, and you can start making point zero 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 two cents per listen it's an incredible deal podcast networks they exist for some reason and we are back and now the moment we've all been waiting for we have yasha here to share her story so yasha take it away yeah so uh god how do i even start so i have this habit of attracting crazy bitches and I mean that in every sense of the word. And last November, I met this crazy bitch, say, Nancy. And like I said, I, I attract the worst of the worst. But she is probably the most dysfunctional human I've ever met. Now, keep in mind, Nancy is now 35. She's got three dogs. She can't afford any of them. She also believes that um her borderline personality was cured by yoga which is not a thing um thomas agreed 
More or less <laughs> Sorry, my dog agrees. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she believes that her borderline personality was uh, cured by yoga. Um, she also believes that she's like one and connected with everything in the universe and she knows what mantra is and she's like a divine being that like uses yoga to channel love into the universe which is on one hand some wooey bullshit but she's also telling that to an Indian person who has done yoga for most of her natural born life so that makes it much sadder but Nancy this bitch um, also has never really held down a job for a long period of time. Um, Nancy also told me once that she has had her nose broken on a Tinder date. No idea why, no context, literally that. Um, And she uh, went on a date with her Uber driver from a different date who ended up telling her that um, he had murdered somebody and was a hitman for the mafia. Apparently, Texas has a mafia, which is really surprising to me in every way possible. Um, Nancy's also been dating the same douchebag Hmm. named Sid for the last two and a half years. And picture, like, a Texas 6 and an everywhere else negative 40. Basically, some guy with a beard, a lot of flannel, and chicken legs, and that's Sid in a nutshell. Um, They have the most abusive, toxic relationship back and forth. Um, Nancy also acquired $30,000 worth of debt to, like, yeah, a super fancy store like Lululemon or one of those high-end stores. And she ended up blaming Sid uh, for her shopping addiction. Um, She also ended up pulling money out of her 401k to pay it down but then she realized that she really liked vinyl so she spent like two thousand dollars on speakers and and a whole record player and then four to five thousand dollars on vinyl alone um nancy's also accused me of being into sid because who doesn't want somebody with three duis and no health insurance I thought she, like, borderline accused you of cheating on him. Like, you two were, like, an item. Yeah, yeah. She did accuse me of that. Um, She was like, you know, I'm all about fidelity. And, like, I don't play games. And if you, like, try to hit on my man, I'm not going to stand for it. And I was like, bro, nobody wants your, like, obviously baggage-carrying, like, DUI-having idiot. Like, nobody wants that. I can promise you. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? Um, she told me once that I dressed like a middle school administrator. Hmm. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not agreeing with her, but, like, that is a pretty funny comment, even if it's, like, not true. Like, that's a pretty funny diss. Like, I, I was going to say, that is a good diss. Her, I didn't think she was capable. That one. Like, that's a pretty good diss. I'm not, I don't think you dress like that. I'm not saying it's true at all, but, like, that is a little funny. <laughs> uh, well, I also looked straight at her, and I was like, be that as it may, I'm not $30,000 in debt, and that's <laughs> up real fucking quick <laughs> i don't play games like she can my whole I ass i love uh, that you're just like yep that might be true <laughs> how 
However, <laughs> I mean, she the whole thing. Um, she also is extremely skinny, and she like anytime she eats anything with cheese, she like kind of freaks out about her weight and cellulite. And I'm like, listen, you're 35 years old, like bodies age. That's what they do. But apparently that's like unheard of. She continually chooses horrible men, um, particularly sociopaths. Um, what are some other Sid stories, Sid and Nancy stories? Uh, there was the time where they both got drunk at a large Willie Nelson concert. And she ordered like $60 worth of Taco Bell. And then Sid showed up drunk from the bar and like busted the bag wide open and spewed the entire hotel room full of Taco Bell. She also like said that Sid cheated on her, even though they haven't been dating officially since February. He just got drunk and kissed a girl and they lay in their bed together. Um, but Nancy, like, would not eat for two weeks and screamed every day for two weeks and swore up and down that it was cheating. And I was like, uh, I've definitely full on made out with some of my, like, closest friends who are girls and, like, nobody gives a shit. (laughs) You're the only person who cares that much. So that was fun for us. Um... She also got a dog with Sid, which is a horrible, horrible decision. Horrible. Um, Because the dog was a puppy and also happens to eat everything in sight. Everything. Um, What else? I'm sure there are some other really good stories that I, I can't think of the top of my head. But yeah, she can't take any criticism. Everything triggers her. You can't talk about things like money or rent because it's instantly triggering. Um, Anytime you set boundaries with her, she, like, doesn't take kindly to it. And then she'll, like, set boundaries with you. And then she won't honor any boundaries that you set. So it's, like, a weird standoff of some sort. Um. She was mad at me one day because I requested 40 bucks from her on Venmo. And apparently, like, that was cheap of me. Um, She also got into a fender bender last year with a very, like, reasonable car that she had at the time. But instead of fixing the dented bumper, she traded it in for a $32,000 car with a $600 payment that she makes month by month. Um, what else? Yeah, she she calls living off her Venmo credit card fake money because the Venmo credit card, like, takes a day or so to clear um, after Venmo transactions. So she literally does not have any cash to live on, like, ever. Um, I don't understand what you, like, what she even means by that, though, <laughs> like, with the Venmo transaction thing. Like, I'm no, like, so confused. No, like, like, what do you mean it's, like, fake money? <laughs> like, yeah, no, it's so, real. <laughs> so, like, she would send me $1,000 from Venmo, and then I would send her 1000 back. But because I sent her 1000 back, and it takes, like, a day or so for the credit card to clear off of it when she pays it off, she calls it, like, fake money 
And I was like, that's not how that works. That's not, that's how, not works. how any of this works. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like she, so let's see, you, because you had the initial friendship and then the whole accuse you of cheating thing happened. You guys didn't talk for two months and didn't yeah. she like handwrite you letters to like beg you to come back to the friendship? Yeah. She um, thrust a note underneath my front door um, with a two, two page front and back written in green ink, which is obviously the mark of a sociopath. Um, <laughs> like Christmas, man. Handwritten note where she was like, I'm so sorry. I was deeply triggered. It was all my own issues. But also, like, you were focused on blah, 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 blah. And I was like, it seems like you're still blaming me for your own bullshit ass issues. <laughs> like, it actually seems like you're not sorry at all, though, when it comes down to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, yeah. like, let me just say, like, I don't even write, like, handwritten notes for, like, my own husband. Like, I, that's, a, that's a red flag. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Like, like. <sighs> She is also the kind of person who remembers, like, every place she's ever had sex and with who. And she has given choreographed blowjobs to Led Zeppelin songs. I'm not even kidding. If That's that just was so detailed. Like, that is that is too much info for anyone to know about a person. Well, <laughs> that's funny because the whole point of the whole lot of love song is they basically just replace the word love with dick. Like, it's, like, very a sexual song, too. So, like, I don't know. Like, to me, it's also very funny that it's that song. Because it's, like, one of the more blatantly sexual, like, songs pre-1980. But Yeah. 100%. And then, like, I thought that was weird. And it turns out that a, a bunch of people that I know, um, because we all live fairly close to each other, um, don't like her because... All she does while taking her dogs out is talk to them about her life, talk, ask them about their sex life and their kinks, um, talk about weed and yoga and magic mushrooms, and then her other new hobby, which is obviously vinyl. She's also She also knows how to play the ukulele and the guitar, and she's written a That's... lot of songs for both. That's a big red flag is the ukulele. You don't fuck around with that. Just based on your description of her, that's exactly what I would expect from her. But it doesn't <laughs> make me feel any better about the situation. Like, yeah, it's exactly what I expected. I'm still disappointed to hear it. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, that that checks out. Does also, she play, like, like, somewhere over the rainbow, like, uh, like when she gives <laughs> blowjobs, she's, like, playing the ukulele, and, you know, like, also, I think that's, like, what I was thinking about with choreography to a blowjob is I was, like, there's two moves. It's, like, forward and back. There's, like, not a whole lot to do with a blowjob. Yeah, it doesn't need to be that intricate. Like, that's, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm just imagining, like, some jazz hands. Like, what is she, like, throwing in there? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Also, uh, if I was out just like walking my dog and some woman approached me and started asking me like about my kinks, I would I would run away so fast. Like yeah. <laughs> it's so unsettling. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. She, she thrives on little to no self-awareness. Like she always goes around and she's like, Oh, you know, I'm such a wonderful, amazing, and open-hearted person. And I'm like 
okay, I know we all got trauma, but my brain goes the exact opposite where I'm like, oh, everything sucks. Why am I like this? But she's like, no, I'm amazing. And everybody is just, you know, filled with love and nobody really understands me. Bitch, nobody wants to understand you. We all got problems. We're all struggling. Like, take your motherfucking Vyvanse and get on with it. Um, what else? Her car is always, always filled to the brim in the backseat with kombucha bottles. That's so specific. Oh <laughs> that my is so gosh. Specific. I love it. Because <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> Empty kombucha bottles. And also, like, I fucking hate kombucha. Yeah, I'm not a fan. It's It tastes like what I imagine white people pee tastes like. And she goes through like four a day. Kelsey, that, that's just uh, so much kombucha. Like that's just too much for anyone. <laughs> Dear yeah. God. Kelsey and uh, Sarah, do you know what white pe- person pee tastes like? Because I, as a white person, don't. So uh, I can't can't confirm. Have never tried it. Uh, maybe it's I should. Privilege. <laughs> white privilege. Nice. By the way, that is yep. Kelsey. She wanted to be on this episode to talk about Yasha. So yeah, she, she is she is here lurking in the background. <laughs> she doesn't like Always audio, lurking. so when there's video, she's more entertained. Always lurking. Um, and then what else? Uh, so her- where do you stand? So let's 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 see. So you had one, you know, friend breakup, I guess, over the um. Over you and Sid obviously being madly in love. Um, so where do you stand now, I guess, in the well, uh, we the had, friendship or lack thereof? <laughs> we had a second friend breakup that was initiated by me because, one, um, her birthday happened quite recently. And I bought her vinyl from Amazon. And apparently me buying her anything from Amazon was a piss poor reflection of my care for her. Um, And also two, uh, it was obviously fake, the vinyl I bought for her. And also, I don't know shit all about vinyl. So like, I have no idea, but I trusted that it was an honorable seller from Amazon. Um, The second part of why I cut off that friendship is she assumed that I would be driving her to her like belated like 30 something birthday party um and she did not let me know that this was an assumption that she made so on Saturday um I had left my phone and gone to the dog park and apparently she had called my phone and then texted it 11 times because she had this you know assumption that she had not passed on to me, but just assumed that I would know through, I guess, mental osmosis. Um, and so obviously with my phone not around, I didn't respond to her. But when I got back to my apartment, like she called me and she told me how triggered she was and how I violated her boundaries and how like I didn't know how important her birthday was and her original birthday had sucked and like I wasn't being a good friend and blah, blah, blah. And so I asked her for space. She continues to message me the next day and Monday. And I was like, like, I very clearly told you that I did not want to talk to you. So I don't know what the fuck your your problem is. 
And she continued to tell me about like the whole boundaries and triggers thing and how I didn't care about her. Um, and then Tuesday morning, as soon as I got physically to work, I sent her a text message saying like, hey, I can't give you what you need from this friendship. And I think we're in totally different headspaces. Like, sorry, Nancy, like you got to go. Um, and so I blocked her and everything, social media and text. Her friend reached out to me and asked for her spare key, which I ended up giving back um, by putting it in a bag and putting it on her door handle. Nancy blocked me on fucking Venmo. What? Why would you block somebody on Venmo? That implies that you have any money to send. Well, first of all, I mean, how dare you for dragging Jeff Bezos into your guys' you know, friendship? I know. I, obviously, you're a monster. And uh-huh. also, how dare you for not being able to read her mind? Um, additional monster behavior. So, obviously, she's clearly in the right here. Um, you're just a triggering person. Yeah, Russia, yeah, yeah I, can, I can see how that would be extremely triggering. No one wants Jeff Bezos involved in their no. birthday plans. She was triggered. It also yeah, involved money, every, clearly. Every time you send me an emoji, I just am triggered. I spiral. <laughs> I understand I how you think that's appropriate is to send me a laughy face emoji. I know. A- absolutely no boundaries. You you have none. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> um, one really funny thing also. So because I'm brown and gay and, you know, from marginalized communities, sometimes I'll say that something's a hate crime because I fucking don't want to do it, like buying gas or paying taxes or sometimes being alive. And she was like, oh, since you said that it was a hate crime, I, a white girl from Whiteville, can also say that something's a hate crime. And I was like, that's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. Um, and she would be like, the fact that I have to clean, like, my kombucha bottles oh God. is a hate crime. And I'm like, that's not, no. That's the not- fact that you ordered something for her from Amazon is a hate crime. And I, I mean, clearly you can't see that, but obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just that kombucha bottles as a hate crime is, like, the widest. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> white people (laughs) I can't um when she tried to teach me yoga I could not like the the way I scrum the way I screamed into my soul just internal screaming (laughs) and like I have let her dogs out and fed them so many times when she did like all-nighters and things like that again immediately screams wow she is well she sounds like a winner should you be a winner (laughs) (laughs) truly impressive damn every every day that i don't have to spend like at her side is a day a, a great day in my books well clearly you're the real winner here and we're happy for you making it out on the other side of this journey (laughs) and for and for sharing the train wreck with us of course (laughs) of course course. so joe all right we have this week for thirst corner 
<laughs> yeah, so we have do a bunch of 99. Anyone? <laughs> we do, unfortunately. I'll say that. Um, We have very few people. Um, we have this billionaire dude named David Murdoch who's been married six times, so clearly he has a great love life going on. And um, one of my favorite people of all time, Henry Kissinger. Wow. So just the world's best people. But when you're up to 99, you have, don't have a lot of diversity. Not great options. No, it's getting pretty bleak up here. Uh, I was going to say, like, you know, we actually did forget an older individual on Thirst Corner, and that was your grandma, Sarah. Like, she's how old? Like, 97? 97, yeah, it's true. We yeah. missed her. Sorry, Grandma. <laughs> What's yeah, her she, uh, first name? Helen. Grandma Helen. Ah, uh, Grandma Helen. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> now she's real old. Um, cool. Well, well, Joe, who have you brought for our Thirst Corner this week? Um, so Kelsey and I were watching uh, Do Revenge last night. It's like a kind of update on like almost like a combo of like Heathers and Strangers on a Train. Like okay. two girls in high school like are pissed off. So they like help each other out by like fucking shit up. Love it. It's got uh, Maya Hawk in it. Love and her. we talked to her a little bit about our Stranger Things, but I haven't seen the newest season. So I kind of like stepped out of the discussion. But she's a really good actress. Um, the thing I wanted to bring up about her is, so on Stranger Things, she played a lesbian. And in this movie, she played a lesbian. So I was looking up to see, like, is she one in real life? Because every thing I see her in, she is one. So at that point, I was like, well, like, I don't want to assume, but just like when I see multiple things and it's all the same thing, like, let's see what happens. I couldn't get a solid answer on it. Um, she does currently have a boyfriend, so, like, she might be bi, but the internet was, like, kind of dodgy on it, so, I don't know, it's an interesting thought experiment, if someone does know the answer, that's cool, but, like, I could not find a solid one if she was, like, bi or just totally straight. Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I love her, she, she is really good, she's one of the best parts of Stranger Things, she's one of the only good parts, honestly, um... But I yeah. feel like acting in general is one of those more solid things. I think for me, it's just like the story seems to be just a bit repetitive of like oh, some new creature and... attacks this place in Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's gotten so unhinged to the point where I'm just like, what are we even watching anymore? But we've talked about that. Well, cool. Um, well, my thirst this week comes from, um, I've been watching some movies lately. I've just been on a kick of like watching movies that are like, classics that have like been on a, my list of movies to watch forever and it's just like oh I've never actually seen that so I'm watching a bunch of those types of movies um this one was based on your recommendation you really love the movie Children of Men so I finally yeah. watched it uh last night and my thirst is obviously Clive Owen he is looking right in that movie um I've always loved Clive Owen big fan one of my major thirsts he is fantastic in this movie and he's just like the definition of thirst because he's just this normal guy gets pulled into this crazy situation and then he has to like care for this pregnant woman and he is just like a sweet angel with her and he like helps her like birth her baby and like is like teaching her how to take care of the baby and everything like i mean it is oh, beautiful it's beautiful 
And I was like, wow, if I were to give birth in a post-apocalyptic environment with no medical care, I too would want Clive in there. So yeah, a fantastic movie. Great thirst all around. Yeah, good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, it's yeah. one of the movies like that's really, really rewatchable, which like it's good movies like can be good, but sometimes you're just like, well, that was great, but I never want to see it again. Kind of like 2019's Joker, I think is a good example of that, where like I yeah. really enjoy it, but I truly don't want to watch it again. Like it's yeah. just a good movie, but no, thank you. Yeah, but yeah, no. Children of Men for me is like one of those where I'm like, yeah, if I turned it on right now, I would enjoy it. Yeah, no, it, it's definitely really good. It's definitely got some rewatchability. Um, another example of one that I watched recently because I had actually never seen it was um, Saving Private Ryan. And that one I also really enjoyed. However, yeah. I never want to watch it again. <laughs> it's one of those. <laughs> I was like, this is troubling. I am stressed out the entire time. I hate war. I do not want to watch this again. But it was a great movie. I do get why people loved it. <laughs> No, that is a good one, and it's one of the few good Vin Diesel performances. I know. I was so surprised right? when Vin Diesel popped up, and I'm like, what? Where'd you come from, little baby Vin Diesel? I know. So funny. Um, but no, he's actually really good in it. I was shocked and amazed. Um, yeah, no, it, uh, that's a great movie for sure. Um, but no, do I want to watch it again? No, I was too stressed out the entire time. That first opening Ooh. sequence when they're storming the beach, like, yeah, oh, I was like sweating. <laughs> like, <laughs> it is gory. <laughs> so, Yasha, do you have a thirst this week? Hmm, do I have a thirst this week? It can be a, you know, an all-time thirst. It doesn't have to be a, a recent development. You know, it can be one of your go-to's. Well, my like. thirst is always Kelsey. Then. Hot. I'll say it. I'll say it. I love it's that. fine. It's fine that she and Joe are dating, but my thirst has always been Kelsey. Kelsey, do you want to contribute on Thirst Corner? You want to talk about Clive Owen or one of your other ones? Um, I freaked out when I heard Clive Owen because my best, most memorable sex dream I've ever had starred him. Uh, I was 17 or 18, so this is a very core memory for me. Um, wow. Formative and years. I just watched Closer, where I basically thirst oh, yeah. trapped over everyone and everything that happened in that movie. Um, so I had a sex dream, and he was my teacher. And I was, of course, in a little Catholic schoolgirl uniform. We were at some, like, overnight trip, field trip type situation. And they messed up the room situations, and we were in the same room. Yes, and it was course. all very, you know, I won't tell if you don't tell. It got very sexy. Um, the funny thing is, is like, it, it was one of those times you wake up from a dream and you're like, I would do anything to go back to sleep right now. <laughs> it goes straight to where we left off. Um, but I was in a relationship at the time with my very toxic and abusive ex. And he got mad at me because of the sex dream. So that's my, I am extra thirsty for Clive Owen, always and forever. But I will add, with due revenge, Sarah Michelle Gellar is looking nice. Yeah, she is. She, she is aging oh, like yeah, she's fine aged wine, and really I am well. thirsty, and I love wine, and I'd like to take a sip. I'll expand that to her and Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, like, they, they definitely are, need to, like, upload a sex tape. 
like they for all of us so well they're both still so hot like insane so, like hottest couple before hottest couple now like yeah i don't know how they do it yeah no one can take crazy. that crowd away from them they're just no because freddie prince jr there. now is like full silver fox like i mean yes. it is it's ideal yeah damn well great picks all around everyone thank you for sharing um that about wraps it up do we have any random chatter joe I don't think so. I, like I said, my brain goes to too many different places. So by the time we go to the end, like I did, that's why I brought the puppet up before because I was like, I don't want to lose the puppet antidote. No, that's that was crucial. Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> <in the> <laughs> what about you? Anything um, random? No, no, that about wraps it up. Big hundredth episode next week. Look forward to that. Yeah. And um, thank you again, Yasha, for joining us, and to Kelsey yeah, of who course. made her her sneaky debut. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I feel like Kelsey and Andrew. Something. I don't know. Can we Kelsey call Kelsey and Andrew are a mystery on the pod like, yeah. forever. <laughs> like, all right. Well, on that note, peace and blessings, y'all. <laughs> peace and blessings. All right.